Hi, this is Anna Poirier of Yoga Body Nutrition, and I'm here today with a really special guest, Bonnie, who I'm going to be supporting and gaining some deeper insights, awarenesses, tangible tools around her life path and her higher calling. Um, and we'll be using her astrological birth chart. So welcome, Bonnie. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to receive. So thank you. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, pleasure to have you here. And I'm going to um, just start off with, if you, if you don't mind, uh, just sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, okay, so I, I think my role in the world of my livelihood, mm -hmm. I am a certified massage therapist with a wide range of modalities, and I feel really blessed by my work. I know that I've uh, literally touched many lives on, on deep levels. So um, I also teach yoga. And I have been dancing my whole life. So dance and movement are really important to me. Mm -hmm. um, I am an artist. I make hair accessories with cruelty-free feathers. And I love to paint and play music and, and sing. Um, I'm currently working on a blog. And um, we'll see kind of where it goes with a YouTube channel about living sustainably. And I'm calling it Home Earthonomics. So it's basically updating the curriculum of home economics and bringing it back to our culture and bring up topics around how we can live more in alignment with our resources and living more sustainably. And so I've been doing a lot of crafting and researching around um, kind of living more self-sufficient during this quarantine time. It really sparked that desire to use my resources wisely and locally so a lot of like DIY cleaning supplies non-toxic you know skincare hair care essentially I'm looking in my 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 cupboards and cabinets and everything has my label on it <laughs> um, I'm currently in a program studying herbalism and so I'm really passionate about you know holistic health and that's using food and exercise and you know nutrition just to um, yeah, live a, a more holistic lifestyle where we can thrive and pursue our passions. That's kind of what I am just doing with my life. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now with everything and just letting everything blossom in the direction of uh, where it's going to take me. But that's essentially what I'm up to and what I'm really passionate about and what I do for my work. That's so cool, Bonnie. I mean, I know you, and I actually did not know about this home earthonomics, which sounds super awesome, and the whole DIY, and I love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's exciting. Um, any, do you have any, uh, before we dive into your reading, do you have any specific questions um, or, like, clarity that you're looking through this reading? Are you kind of open? Well, I'm, I'm definitely open and, you know, since I've been on my, <clears throat> I guess call it like a spiritual awakening and journey, um, for me, it really started with yoga and Vipassana meditation, excuse me. <clears throat> okay. And from that, it's really about living with, um, living in alignment with my higher purpose and my, I call it divine destiny and calling and wow. um, manifesting my heart's desire. And I've been really blown away by, um, you know, this whole idea of manifesting and living in alignment with what is divinely mine. And a lot of it is like calling in that energy and letting it go and seeing where I'm being led. And so that's a that's really what I'm most interested in with these, with this astrological reading is how could I live in more alignment with mm. um, my highest you know, divine purpose with my career. I'm really calling in um, a strong you know, foundation for a family life and mm -hmm. um, in life partnership. And I'm really excited about that. I just want my love life to be like the best thing in my life. I think that is 
kind of like what I'm what I'm really realizing the home the heart is the nucleus of how we expand out into the world and so for me having a really happy healthy home including partnership and family really helps me expand out into the community and the greater you know the, the, the global community so I think you know guidance around uh, partnership and career like that's mm-hmm. really important to me mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's and then i'm also just open to see you know what i can you know how i can learn more about myself and yeah yeah live in more alignment so cool well yeah we're gonna we're gonna hopefully uh dive into some of that today i'm excited to do that with you um, great. Well, thank you for sharing. And I am going to actually start with, oh, and by, by the way, as I go through the reading, you know, I'll take moments to pause or I might even check in with you and say, you know, how does that feel? Do you experience that? Or do, does that resonate? And so feel free to chime in and, um, and all that. But, uh, I'm actually going to start, but just by saying that, It's no surprise to me what you just shared with the whole like partnership and uh, that relational like nucleus, I guess, (laughs) Um, and how you really see that as a powerful force inside of your bigger mission, your higher calling and everything. And I, I think that stands true for, you know, a lot of people, but astrologically you have um you have two stelliums happening and a stellium is when you have sort of like a lot of planets (laughs) or a lot of uh planets or um energies in a particular area and the two stelliums you have are a libra stellium and a seventh house stellium and libra rules the seventh house so that means like this is just magnified in you and i'll just kind of touch on a stellium and you might um what i would recommend even though libra may not be something that you've looked at for yourself astrologically speaking in the in the past a lot it is a very strong energy inside of you and one that you may want to like leave the reading, leave the reading today and like research more and look up uh, Libra, seventh house, things like that. But just to kind of share some of what that is, is Libra. Um, I really see Libra as like the goddess. It, you know, uh, Libra is ruled by Venus and so that's what you value, what you spend money on. It's, it's really like, uh, relationship and money or love and money, but not from an emotional standpoint. This is the interesting thing with this because she's an air sign. It is a little bit more intellectual. You know, she's a little bit more of like ideas, ideas and, and um, I, yeah, that's just how I can explain it. It's a little less of like an embodiment of that, but um she deals with beauty. She deals with the senses of like the, the, you know, all the senses, enjoying all the senses, things, things that are associated with that. Uh, peacemaker, this is about balance. It's, you know, Libra's represented by the scales. So it's a lot about balance. Uh, Libra's are very social. They're, they tend to also be somewhat of people pleasers um, because they, they really love that social community um, aspect of life. And it's about partnerships um, and aesthetics, you know, so beauty, aesthetics, art. Um, Libras can be great mediators. (laughs) And, you know, because of the, you know, in the seventh house, similar similarly is like about those connections and about those social connections and partnerships and contracts and, you know, and partnerships that can be personal, but that can also be business partnerships. Um, she's really interested in balance, peace, harmony, all of that. Now, just a little bit of the shadow aspects of Libra, because it's important to look at this because although some of your 
some of the planets or energies that are in the Libra and the seventh house are more like expansive, uh, you know, Jupiter and um, Mercury and the sun. You also have Saturn and Pluto, which can kind of rattle the cage a little bit and bring up some of the shadows of this. So, um, you know, that can be that Libra can tend towards sometimes being a little more superficial because of that beauty aspect. Um, maybe afraid to be alone. I don't know that that's necessarily the case for you, but like, I'm just kind of throwing out some of these um, energies. Uh, indecisiveness is a really big, like the inability to commit. So she can have all these ideas and be like, oh, you know, this connection and that connection, you know, but there is an air, that airy quality, right? Of like, well, I'm going to be over here. Well, no, maybe over here. And, and also because she's so great at creating balance and harmony and mediating, sometimes that shadow can be intentionally or unintentionally rocking the boat just to create a little rift that she can settle. Um, and I think one of the other big ones too is suppressing pain so that the boat isn't rocked, you know, and so that people still like her, you know, so she doesn't rock the boat as far as um, what others think of her. So just, that's just a little, um, and maybe even losing a sense of the self and identity inside of partnerships, relationships, there can sometimes be, again, that shadow. These are some of the areas just kind of like work through. And I'll talk a little bit more about that when Libra shows up um, specifically in some of these places that I'm going to talk about in your chart today. Um, would you say that you relate to Libra as far as what I've shared? Well, absolutely. Um, I had a long-term partnership with a Libra and his son mm -hmm. sign was in Libra. Uh, we were pretty much married and it's interesting in, in relationship, we have this reflection and we get to work through some really deep shadows and there's so many qualities about him that I didn't like, but then I also saw it within myself when I started mm. you know, looking within myself and I was really fascinated. I'm like, Virgo and Libra are so incompatible at like on a general note when you just, you know, Google compatibility. And I'm like, but why are we so, you know, magnetic and drawn to each other? Um, and we were together for seven years, but it was a challenging relationship. But there was a lot of like, we were together for so long because we had so many similar ways. We understood each other very deeply. Yeah. So I have looked into my chart and I saw all this Libra mm -hmm. and there was a part of me that resisted it at first. <laughs> <laughs> all that shadow stuff because um, I could relate to the indecisiveness and like a lot of the, the notes that you were just saying um, with the shadow. I, I definitely, I've seen all of that within myself and behaviors and actions that I, yeah. I've seen. So I, I totally uh, have a thing with Libras. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny how it shows up for us like that? And, you know, and what an amazing opportunity too, because it illuminated a lot for you already inside of that, mm. you know, mm -hmm. just having that reflection and then looking it up and going deeper. Super cool. Um, yeah. But I really, I really uh, liked how you started this off to look more into it um and relate to it and that's i mean i knew it was in my chart but i think mm -hmm. i had a lot of resistance around the libra <laughs> right. and so <laughs> maybe i need to embrace more of the light side <laughs> well and that that is that is very possible and actually you know that's sort of what we'll look at as we're weaving through this too is how do all these parts and pieces start to fit together so yeah. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm actually going to start Bonnie with your, like your sun, moon and rising, sort of those key aspects that often we look at in a chart. Um, 
And we're going to start with your sun, which you have in Virgo, which you know, and we've actually had conversations about this in the past. Um, and when we look at it from a life path perspective, this is more how you relate to yourself and how you tend to see yourself. And when you read about Virgo, you're like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, that's me. I'm a Virgo. Um, but it's less really how other people may see you off the bat. Um, and I like to think of it as this magic fairy dust or this thread that gets woven through the fabric of everything else or that magic fairy dust that gets sprinkled on, on everything, um, in your life in your business in your life. Uh, so it's there, but it's not necessarily what kind of leads and, you know, you are probably familiar with a lot of Virgo, but I, I really feel like some of the keys with Virgo are, you know, the, the selfless service. Virgos love to be helpful and useful. Um, they're hardworking, organized, great planners. Um, the healer is really associated with Virgo. So no surprise, you know, where, where you are and your path and what you've been doing already. Um, that's, that's definitely, there's like this purity to Virgo, the virgin, this, this purity, this healer, this seeker of truth. Um, so Virgos are really, uh, pretty trustworthy because they are seeking truth, which also generally means they're not going to lie. They're going to be, you know, true to themselves as true as they can be sometimes from a more intellectual place. Um, and they're great at writing and speaking. Um, also kind of like an, a, a great executive producer. So rather than always wanting to be like, at, you know, set, I can't say this properly, like front center stage. Um, they kind of like to like, be behind the scenes and orchestrating things and pulling different people together and, um, and, you know, building something, but from that more slightly more collaborative aspect, um, and can be a little risk adverse. You know, they tend to be a little more like conservative and not super expressive emotionally. Um, they, what's really important for Virgo too, is that bigger cause, like, what's the bigger cause? Um, definitely can be perfectionistic. <laughs> I think like every Virgo that I've talked to or someone who has a lot of Virgo, they're just like, yeah, yeah. Um, and can even, I think because of that perfectionism and like they can do things and they do them well, they do them really well, um, that there can be this critical edge to Virgo maybe. And and self-criticism, you know, like that, that's, of course, it always sort of begins in our, inside of ourselves, right? Um, so that self-criticism as well as, you know, maybe being a little more critical of others, like they're not going to do it right, so I'm just going to do it. Um, so I think, you know, I think you, <laughs> from what you said, do feel connected with this Virgo and probably see that inside of yourself. Um, and I, so I'm going to go into uh, your, let's go into your rising. Um, your rising, it, you have in Pisces, which I think you probably know that as well, given that you studied your chart a bit. And when we look at it again from the life path perspective, your rising is your life path. Your rising is your soul's mission. It's the uh, it's like the problem that you're here to solve and you have this in Pisces. And, uh, so when I got to do your chart, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, eh, this, this, this really, this made sense to me because it tends to be how other people see you is your rising. Hence, like that we see it as your life path, your mission kind of what people are going to be drawn to you for. And, um, you know, Pisces is all about the non-material. It's like that otherworldly, super empathic, really sensitive, emotional, highly spiritual, um, like the world between worlds is where 
that Piscean energy lives. Um, so they can be, you know, it, it's, it's again, like that non-material, like swimming in the depths of the vast ocean without boundaries, without sort of grounding and something to anchor. Um, very psychic, intuitive, creative, um, compassionate. I really see that, you know, through that empathy and that ability of a Pisces to feel the pain of others, um, you know, which sometimes can lead into like escapism and wanting to kind of leave this world, but they're the last sign of the astrology chart. And so they've taken on little bits and pieces of everybody before them, which I feel really allows a Pisces to have this great capacity to be compassionate for everybody and like forgive forgiveness. I, I just associate with Pisces. It's like, they're like, yeah, but I understand that because I have a piece of that inside of me. Um, and there can be a little bit of indecisiveness inside of the Pisces because of that duality of the two fish swimming in opposite directions. Um, and I think this is where a, like that Libra quality, right? The, ind the indecisiveness, the lack of commitment, and then having some Pisces in your chart too, this may be a real uh, potentially like kind of a, like a little sticky point, especially in some of the, the planets that may pose some of more of that shadow challenge to you. Um, do you, I, I like to check in here and just, do you feel like, do you feel like either, you know, from the reflections you've gotten, like people may see you in, in more of this Piscean light or even be drawn to you for some of these qualities? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, our mutual friend recently said to me, she was like, I feel like I'm getting to know you more because what she first was like this deep, um, yeah, the compassion for mm -hmm. the underdog and mm -hmm. how understanding I am and uh, sympathetic to everybody and empathetic. And um, yeah, I really relate to the Pisces. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for me to ground in that. So something that I really value is meditation and kind of connecting to the mystical in my intuition. Mm -hmm. And um, so like daily meditations, my meditations are often like pulling cards and journaling. And it's really kind of, um, like that world between world, almost like shamanistic in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I could really, yeah, I really like the Pisces nature in me mm -hmm. and relate to it. Um, and I think that's actually one of my greatest strengths that I really have prized is that I am um, so understanding and so loving and forgiving of people. Right. And it, it can definitely make me seem a little passive. And I would have to, I think, uh, I think some of the Virgo or like that Pisces shadow can come up of stuff like suppressing pain because yeah. I don't want to harm anybody else. Um, because yeah, it's just wanting to keep that balance and harmony. And so I can see how those will conflict. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's kind of what I also see is, is just, is, is almost like, you know, you just have to be watchful of like that boundary, that line of having compassion and, um, uh, that forgiveness spirit, which is so beautiful, that all encompassing, but then at the same time, not getting not losing yourself, not, which I think is also that's, that can be a Libran trait of like losing the self. But I also feel like it's a Pisces, Piscean thing where they just like merge. They, so it's it, Libras, it's more like they just kind of lose themselves because they just want to people please Pisces. It's like, I feel you so deeply. I just become you. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's going to be a practice. And I think 
Um, I'm going to talk about your moon next because you have that in Pisces too. And this is your emotional self. It's your motivation too. It's kind of what makes you tick. And so this is going to be a really key piece to nurture, to make sure that this uh, moon in Pisces, which, you know, the moon already is relates to the emotional self and ruled by cancer, which is highly sensitive. Um, you know, and it's, it's looking at some of the shadows to the moon being the dark, you know, the dark as opposed to the sun. And, and so we, we want to care for some of these shadowy, potentially shadowy places where, where you get stuck, where you may, um, I think with Pisces feel, there can be sometimes a feeling of like, feeling disconnected and all alone because Pisces is so ethereal and so highly sensitive and, and, you know, um, that they feel sometimes so like otherworldly that that belongingness is, is sometimes a place where Pisces are just like, where do I belong? I don't know where I belong. Um, and some of the other shadows being like, addictive behaviors um, or taking on other people's stuff, I think is a really big, big one too. From an emotional standpoint with Pisces, um, feeling so overly sensitive that you just need to like escape. You just like go into escapism and go into your other world. So there's this, you know, when that becomes harmful or not supportive, or even like I said, go into like addictive behaviors, which is really, um, a very like stereotypical Piscean thing, a shadow of Pisces, um, that this is a place for you to care for yourself regularly, like knowing and finding those safe emotional support structures. Um, because again, it's like, they're so boundaryless that having that, like, oh, here's my container, you know, here's that person or even, you know, it, it, or those people. Um, but like really having that in place, um, because a lot of times, especially when they get sort of all spun out into other worlds. Pisces like actually need other people to just bring them back down to earth. I mean, you have the Virgo, so that's, that is bringing in a grounding element for you. I think I feel in some structure, but not necessarily from the emotional standpoint, because Virgos aren't, it's not that they, you know, they're like totally dry, but there, there isn't that real, like there's a more intellectual structure that's there for, for them. Um, and I feel too, you know, just being able to connect to your intuition and listen to that and not go into an escapist place. Um, but regularly doing that, which you're doing that you're infusing these practices or you're going to feed that obviously feeding your creativity regularly is, is a really good way to nourish Pisces. And, and I feel like, especially for some of the more empathic moons, um, that infusing, uh, ways to cleanse your energy, other people's energy daily is like key. Um, so you know, even, and connecting to water, you know, whether that's through water, which would be great because Pisces is water, you know, having little water rituals, all these things kind of keep you in the mix. And as you, because the idea with your moon and um, when you're following your soul's calling is that when you care for this aspect of yourself, you feel, you continue to feel motivated. You keep, you kind of stay in the mix because your emotions are important to a soul calling. Uh, they're not to be like pushed aside. So I don't know how that settles and how that sits, but just some thoughts are on your moon. Yeah, I really, really relate to all of this. Um, and 
Yeah, like just listening to you talk and reflecting on my journey with some of these shadows, I've really seen that I've taken on this work and um, I've had to learn to find that balance of like, am I escaping or am I just trying to find a safe space where I can feel connected? And um, I do a lot of things by myself and I've had to learn to embrace it, to know that I need this time to like feel connected to the bigger picture, um, but make sure that I'm not disconnecting. And so Mm -hmm. that's been um, just awareness of that is important and not beating myself up either. That's where I think the Virgo can come in and like intellectualize (laughs) some of my choices. But um, the safe emotional structures has been key for me because I can really relate to, I feel like I hold so much space for other people, especially as a healer. And a lot of my friends, or when I'm in deep relationship with people, I feel like I hold, but sometimes I feel like I give so much because I can hold so much space for people's emotions yeah. in whatever process in such a compassionate, understanding way to soothe them and to help them. But yet there has been many times with a lot of relationships where I feel like it's not reciprocated. And I have to be okay with that and just know that I can't get all of my needs met in relationship. And mm. there's other needs that are being met there. I just have to go to my people that, and there's only like three people that I feel like that really, really get me. I can call them anytime, whenever I'm like complete mess or, you know, like all of the extremes of who I am and they just can hold it all. And um, yeah. um, so I've had to be really selective with that and just, and know like that's okay for me. I, I've needed to establish really strong relationships with a few people to help me, yep. you know, yep. stay on point. So yeah, I totally relate to all that. And um, I love the whole water ritual and just remembering that it's important for me to care for this aspect of myself. Like you just said, I wrote this down so I can stay motivated. I love that. yeah yeah no it's great it's great and I'm so I'm just yeah it's super sweet to hear how you've already you know had awareness around this and reinforcing it for yourself like yeah this is really important um very cool and I would I I'm just going to touch on mercury because you shared something at the beginning that I loved and I was like, oh my God, she's completely like stepping into her, her, um, Mercury and Libra (laughs) nest, which is, so Mercury deals with on the, on the 3d level and the three dimensional level, it's communication, like how your communication operates. But on the five dimensional level, this is your manifestation, how you manifest. Um, because Mercury is the, is Venus with a little hat antenna sticking out. So it's like the divine feminine and her little antenna pointing up towards the divine and asking, you know, being like, okay, I'm manifesting. <laughs> like, how, how do you ask? Right. And with Libra, Libra really has this capacity to be a master manifester because all she wants to do is like lean back, do nothing and receive, which is really honestly like way easier than if you had like Virgo uh, Mercury and Virgo because Virgo's like no it's got to be hard I got to keep working I got to keep going you know and you don't so you don't have that placement you've got Libra there the key with this I'm just gonna say to kind of stay in that flow is um you know the potential obstacle is all that air energy and too many ideas so you kind of So there may be a tendency like when the manifestation isn't going well or whatever, um, that it may be like you keep changing your mind. Um, And um, so it's really about committing to what you want, like committing, being there, and then leaning back and letting it come. Um, (laughs) You know, you might even use uh, creativity or art to facilitate the commitment, meaning, you know, like channeling that through that and like keeping you, keeping, uh, that creative juice flowing, um, in a more Libran way. I'll just say that. So I, I just, I, I just thought I would like touch on that. I don't think it needs a lot of fleshing out because of, because you are already tapping into that. 
um, where I will go is let's go into Saturn because Saturn is Saturn is the disciplinarian. That's like the external prodding, and Saturn is interested in the plan. Um, in you know, okay, if you, if uh, in this case you have Libra here, Saturn is in Libra. Um, so another place where Libra shows up and, um, with Saturn, uh, with Saturn and Libra, this is like a conversation between them. So Saturn being like the disciplinarian father, like, okay, Libra, um, you know, in order, if I see that you're taking the steps and not getting stuck, potentially stuck in some of your shadow aspects or unsupportive aspects that move towards the greater plan, then he's going to reward you like almost like a father giving you your allowance or something. He's going to reward you monetarily with opportunities. Um, I think it's when you feel like you're running up against the brick wall and meeting up with all the obstacles that is that Saturn, that Saturn being like, Hey, you know, as long as I see that you're, putting in, I don't know if I want to use the word effort, but yeah, a certain amount of intention and effort and taking the steps he's going to reward. And so we've kind of already talked about some of these, um, more shadowy places, but like, you know, this is where it's about becoming more decisive for Libra. Um, the potential of maybe even creating conflict unintentionally or, you know, like sort of sort of unconsciously, um, and having that lack of commitment. So being able to commit to the plan and following through and, you know, this is where that Libra quality too of collaboration, because Libras are great collaborators and, um, you know, and so pulling that in, being able to work with and for others, but not at the loss of your own identity and sense of self. I think that's where there can be that sticking point. Um, so yeah, like committing, maintaining sense of self in partnership, relationship, contracts, uh, because, you know, the opposite sign of Libra is Aries. So it is that identity and that self and sometimes gets a little squishy with, um, with Libra. Um, so how does that, does that make sense as far as working with that Saturn energy? And yeah, I can really relate to it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, that's a, that's an interesting conversation. I was going to say a, a dance and um, I've really been trying to put this in action during this time of quarantine because I am um, really immersed in myself and what I'm creating mm -hmm. within my own world. And I don't have a lot of reflections of other people. So I'm really getting to learn more about myself and how to manage myself and what works and what doesn't. And so I'm really learning to like live intentionally, keep taking steps, resting, taking time, stepping back. But it's like a continuously just showing up. Um, the collaboration piece is, is definitely something I can resonate with in the past where I've dove a lot into the shadows and there's been resistance over the years with committing to collaborating because I'm like, oh, I need to be really careful about who I'm going to collaborate with. And mm -hmm. so I think moving forward, that has been an area of my life that, um, I have boundaries around and I think they're getting healthier. Because awesome. I do value collaboration and connection. I'm excited about that, but I just, yeah, don't want to force it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you do need to be selective and that's where, yeah, that's where that honoring of self comes in. Um, so awesome. Yeah. So another place to just be sort of aware where there can be big rewards, um, you know, with with that Saturn energy. Let's go into your south node and your north node, which uh, your north node or your true node is your challenge. It is it is your destiny. Um, and what's opposite your north node is your south node, your natural gifts, your natural abilities, kind of like what 
you just organically may operate as and and what people may even you know kind of seek you out for sort of another thing like your um like your rising or your life path um, another slight little spin on that um so your north node your challenge is in leo and you actually have that in the fifth house which is the house ruled by leo so it's a little more like magnified in that way and also elevated you know it's magnified it's elevated um your south node your natural abilities your natural gifts you have an aquarius and um you know Aqu so aquarius aquarius is an another air sign they're really the rebel they're the innovator they're the visionary the pioneer they're generous humanitarian powerful change makers you know just interested in creating big change and and change that some people might be like whoa you know like i'm not ready for that right but but they have this capacity however sometimes they can get a little lost in the crowd you know they're another sort of like team player um and sometimes they really are great at like starting things but not fully like taking them through into fruition again with the air signs there can be this lack of grounding sometimes um and but these are you know like i said these are some of your natural abilities you have this ability to kind of create that powerful change and and you may already you know as i say this you're like oh yeah you know i see that i see that um I see that in myself and how that's a, that's just a, an innate part of you, what you came into this world with. Um, the challenge that you, that Leo faces is, is, you know, Leo is ruled by the sun. Leo is about self-expression. Leo is um, creative. Leo also can be kind of perfectionistic. Um, because Leo precedes Virgo. So Virgo kind of learned that from Leo. Um, they're, uh, they are, they're warm, they're adoring, but they love to be adored in return. And Leo likes the spotlight. You know, Aquarius is a little less embracing of the spotlight. Um, I almost think of like Leo, the performer, right? And, and so we're looking to like, okay, you want to use these natural gifts of, of Aquarius, of the visionary, the, the pioneer, the change maker, the, the rebel, you know, bringing forth new ideas that maybe nobody else is really bringing forth in that same way. Um, but being able to perhaps release the people pleasing, um, which is you know part of the leo shadow as well when we look at this we're kind of merging them and like moving into the challenge of leo that that leo is bringing forth so it's like kind of looking at the shadow bringing in a healthy uh healthy gift of aquarius in in a different expression as you channel that through leo so you want to potentially release the people pleasing and hiding in the group or the crowd um, and emotional detachment. So even though Leo is expressive, sometimes there's a little bit of a mask that can come on. And I think allowing Aquarius who is like, I almost think of it as like shine your freak self, right? Like Aquarius is, is not status quo. And, um, and so it's about taking that self-expression, that exuberant self-expression that Leo has so well, but like it's authentic, you know, they're, they're, they're not putting on the mask potentially. Um, and, and I think also releasing the, the possibility of overthinking of Aquarius because of the, the mental aspect, um, Leo can be kind of intellectual as well. You know, they're a fire sign, so it's a little, it's different, um, but still they have, they, they're, they're smart. They're definitely smart. Um, and, you know, 
being able to express and show feelings in a healthy way. I've, I've so again, it's like about authentic self-expression. Um, ri- the risk of not being liked or adored um, when you authentically express and knowing that, you know, having the confidence to really embrace that authentic self, knowing that the right people are going to adore you and are going to be drawn to you probably even more so when you step more into that. Um, and like just unapologetic (laughs) self-expression, which isn't to say you're just like stepping all over people and being like me, me, me. Um, You know, it's leading by example. It's taking the center stage with humility because some of the shadow of Leo is um, a little ego, right? So we're, we're taking that center stage, but humbly, like with heart, with true heart, um, an open affection, you know, tuning into desires and, and embracing materialism, embracing like a healthy materialism, which Leo likes, Leo enjoys that. And, and, uh, you know, there can be a little bit of like worth, like stepping into that fullness of worth. Um, how does all this sit with you as far as stepping into that destiny? Yeah, that sounds, um, it's really helpful because I went to school for theater. I've always Mm. loved performing and being on stage. I'm really comfortable in like big groups when I feel Mm -hmm. uh, prepared. And and I've always felt like I've kind of been on the forefront of like ideas and Mm -hmm. pioneering. ways of being and for example what i'm visioning right now what's coming through is this um this whole i'm calling it bonnie crocker i don't know if that name is going to sit because crocker is not my last name it was just kind of this playoff of betty crocker yeah (laughs) but the idea of the home economics queen and I'm stepping into this idea of like being a queen and I'm just like putting myself out there. I'm putting out a lot of social media stories and people are really responding and thanking me and for the information and just as well as how radiant I am too. And the encouragement is like, you know, you should do a YouTube channel. You should do this. And it's like the ideas are coming and Mm -hmm. I'm really having to watch that. Um, letting go of like trying to please people or hide mm-hmm. that could be easy with like filters mm-hmm. <laughs> or like what are people going to think of me but then I think the hardest thing for me that I'm really noticing that's come up very strongly for me and I'm trying to find balance with it is this whole conversation with the Saturn and Libra with having all of these ideas and feeling indecisive yep and I have all these projects and visions that I'm putting like little drops in every day or throughout the, you know, whatever the week, but I'm trying to find balance because I want to move intentionally without this tension. Like, Oh, I need to finish this. And then I kind of lose myself or I'm not sleeping and I just lose heart. And so I've really had to come into balance with, I'm just going to keep seeing where this goes and making effort because I am enjoying it. And and I'm calling that in right now in terms of my higher destiny and calling is I want to work hard because I know I have that in me, that I want it to be something that's just going to be really fruitful and beneficial and that I can do for a life. And that's just totally. going to infuse everything that I am. And this idea that I'm putting out there with the whole home economics thing, it's, um, it's well, I want so like make my own you know like I I love teaching yoga but like now I want to start infusing my individuality of self-expression and that's a lot of it with dance and creating content and classes in that direction and I see myself holding back but then there also is this dialogue of um sometimes I feel overwhelmed like oh I'm never gonna do it 
I think that perfectionist comes into play as well with the Virgo. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can relate to all this, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. I'm really facing yeah. it right now because I want it with all my heart and I'm willing to make the effort to work towards it. I just want to make sure that I'm doing it in a way that's um, really nurturing and sustainable for my life. So Absolutely. Like you know, absolutely. And it, or lost or something. Right. And I think, you know, such a great thing to bring up is, and I think that's where it's like making sure that what you're doing is going to emotionally, spiritually, um, take care of you being that, you know, taking that moon into consideration, uh, that, that you can hold space, but that what you create holds space for you and, and, and keeps that grounding for you. Um, and that continues to be healing for you as you put forth the healing things. And you, you said it perfectly, uh, there is going to be a practice for you of not getting stuck in perfectionist, like perfectionist paralysis, and then also not getting stuck in just like idea land. Um, so I think, I think like part of it is really acknowledge that you can, you can create something that infuses all these things. Okay. But it may not be that you're doing all of them at one time and that you kind of let yourself follow the thread and begin to weave things in with some of these awarenesses that we've talked about. And what I want to do is go into your 12th house because this is, um, we're going to go there next. Cause I find that this can often start to weave it together. And if you keep in mind your life path being Pisces of like, you know, you're here to kind of bridge the gap of the non, the non-material, the otherworldly, this, the spiritual, but let me, before I even go down there, like, let me go into your 12th house, which, um, okay. So your 12th house relates to your karmic debts, your, uh, unconscious, subconscious, your limiting beliefs. This is like the place where you work through your own stuff as you go through your path. But when we look at it through the life path astrology lens, um, it is also what, so the archetype, so you have it in Aquarius, this is the archetype of your ideal client, customer, student, audience. So that they are actually a few steps behind you on your path. The beautiful thing about that is that you really get the opportunity to look at yourself and your path and you working through your stuff and your shadows simultaneously helping them as you're a few steps ahead of the game. Um, so we look at, you know, some of the qualities again of, of Aquarius, which we talked about. So they may be, um, change makers or like, I'll even say like wannabe change makers, right? Kind of a rebellious, uh, uh, definitely have that unconventionality there. They love their freedom. Um, generous want to create big change or, you know, are creating big change. Um, and the, but some of the, you know, like if, if, if there are a few steps behind you, like what are their challenges? Are they, um, not fully stepping into the confidence to shine their authentic self, their uniqueness, you know, getting stuck in the crowd, letting themselves kind of get caught up in that, um, being able to potentially self-express that rebel and that visionary and those different ideas and finishing kind of completing where they start. Now, I, I feel like this is where maybe we can infuse some of the, and so that's a little bit of like the Leo too, of like that self-expression, authentic self-expression, that, that, that challenge that you're moving towards and that you can potentially help them with. And, um, and then of course, the problem you're here to solve of the Pisces where it's, it's perhaps that they, in order to step fully into themselves, 
they need to embrace more of like the spiritual healing, um, which may, you know, maybe it's that they even, because of your Virgo that you, that you have that Virgo sprinkling, um, that it may look like, you know, what's their bigger cause. They're looking for their bigger cause to kind of fuel these visionary ideas and um, maybe connecting more to their intuition, to their senses. Like Aquarians aren't like, again, it's, it's an air sign. So is Libra, but Libra has that artistic sensibility and that connection to beauty. So it really may be like at a, that the Aquarius archetype is feeling a little disconnected from that and, and their ability to like manifest from that place, um, infusing more of an artistic, that artistic sensibility that Libra has, and so does Pisces, that creativity, um, and really holding space for them in this container of your Piscean compassion. Um, I'm looking here to see fourth house. Okay, yeah. And then your fourth house. Ah, great. Mostly Gemini, a little bit of Cancer. So, so this is kind of about like the community that you're here to lead. And it's interesting that Gemini, I love that you're doing like the YouTube channel and blogging and all that because for Gemini, it's all about communication. And that Leo North node is like pushing you into like being seen. Um, so YouTube is perfect because you're being seen. You're not just writing, but, um, but you know, with, um, the Gemini, mostly Gemini leading your fourth house, that community that you're here to lead is, can be like digitally based and with your writing and sharing of ideas and sharing these ideas that you have and really keeping that groundedness, but not being overly perfectionistic of, of Virgo. Um, and I would say as much as possible, and I think you do this really well from what I can see so far, but keep going with like the beauty, the artistry that you really bring to the table of, of Libra. Um, so I sense that there just might be too like a confidence and a, a worthiness with the Aquarius who tend who so it's just some thoughts on if you think about this being your archetype and being able to like speak more and just you can play with this like what are some of those shadows what are some of those weak points of Aquarius and you can like kind of start to speak to that and see what the response is like sounds like you're getting a response already but um something to play with. Any thoughts or questions? Um, yeah, I can really relate to all this. Um, could you just list the, again the, some of the shadow stuff with the Aquarius? Yeah, and I was doing a little bit of like a blend with uh, some of the other aspects, trying to link, you know, trying to like pull it together. But I think it, some, sometimes what happens with Aquarius is they're they, they're, um, typical with an air sign. It's like, they're, they're not always, they're like, I've got this big change maker idea, but there may not be that follow through. They may again, run into the idea thing. Their ideas just start to get like even bigger than like Libra. Um, and I think too, like getting lost in the crowd, you know, not, coming forward. And I think if you're looking at the shadow, it's maybe suppressing that uniqueness, that rebelliousness that can have so much power um, in order to create the change and the movement that they may want to do. And so this is also, again, your path too, but you're a few steps ahead. Um, so even Bonnie, just looking at like, where was I a few years ago? Hmm. Okay. Keeping that in mind, where was I on my spiritual path? You know, with that Piscean energy, does that kind yeah. of clarify it a little bit? 
Yeah, I definitely clarifies, and I can, I mean, the conversation is really, um, it's, it's showing up at the perfect time hmm. because I feel this excitement with all of these ideas, and yet I'm really calling in the groundedness on how I can follow through with making them happen. And, and a lot of the shadow thoughts are there. I'm like everything mm. that we've talked about with mm-hmm. all these different shadows, I'm really having to see, look at it and face it and, um, and work through it because I want to continue to work. And I, I also don't want to be attached to where it's going to go. And I think that's where some of the, the airiness can be. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, well, I'll just see where this goes. And okay, I'm not interested. I'm going to follow this. But I, I really want to try to continue to pursue um, where I'm going with this concept that I have. Mm-hmm. And it's just the follow through that I think a lot of the, um, I think some of the negative like thinking that can come in and like, going to drain me and make me feel overwhelmed. Like, Oh, I'm never going to do it. Or it's not going to be good enough. It's that self-criticism mm-hmm. that comes in and it's like, I'm not even going to try. Um, it's not going to be worth it. And then there's also this piece of that I'm really noticing is like forging ahead and not getting distracted or derailed by other people <laughs> or other or other ideas. Um, oh yeah. Kind of like keeping my focus. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's been really important. I often, especially when it comes to like relationships, I'm like, Oh, I want to hang out with that person. And then I'm like, Oh, I haven't actually worked on my thing that I want to mm-hmm. <laughs> try to manifest. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I've had to really work with. Um, and I can really relate with the Pisces of just embracing that. Sometimes it does take a lot of alone time. Um, or just selectively, you know, collaborating with people that, um, yeah. Yeah. And I would say too, yeah, this, oh yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just, I'm again, just touching on how helpful this conversation is. Oh, yay. (laughs) I'm what I'm, what I'm facing. Right. I'm super happy to hear that. And, you know, and I would say to pull in a little bit more of that Pisces, like what might be useful as you feel, as you're navigating, and like you said, it's like, okay, well, where, you know, when there's a lot of ideas, something that you might want to do is drop into more of the feeling, the sensibility of something and letting that, is it, does it feel expansive? Does it feel contractive, you know? And like, so like going, letting that expansive quality, you know, even if it's subtle, the difference there is a really nice way to use some of that intuitive, very deeply sensing quality of Pisces. So that would be a suggestion. Yeah, that's really, really helpful. I can really relate to that. Awesome. Uh, when I think about what works for me in terms of what helps me continue to feel like I'm thriving and I'm expanding and I'm like, forging through with my beauty and excitement and confidence. And then when I get that reflection back from people, a lot of the reflections I'm getting from people mm-hmm. that's motivating me is like, wow, Bonnie, you're so confident. You have so much, you're so radiant. You're Neat. so vibrant. Cool. Like awesome. They're just inspired by the way I'm showing up. And that's really, I think the core of what I'm trying to promote and of course, I want to talk about big picture topics like let's say that let's, you know, be in more har- harmony with our environment and the earth, um, live more sustainably with our resources, take care of our bodies. But I also want to bring in so much of the home earthonomics is like your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, are you living in alignment? Um, are you navigating? you know the personal inner issues with this deep sense of love and compassion and spiritual truth because that's a huge part it's not just about like let me teach you how to sew and make your own face products it's like can you do it with love can you (laughs) do everything in your life like art (laughs) right right perfect perfect that's that yeah um and speaking to people and so that's exciting for me because I'm like I'm doing this work it's taking everything I can to show up to like be stoked 
<laughs> yeah. So well, that's really helpful, this whole dropping in and feeling because I'm such a kinetic person. I love movement and dancing. And I find that even just sitting and being still, that's like dancing for me. I'm feeling mm-hmm. my body and present the yoga movement um, that helps me to like take a break, but to keep moving my energy forward into, yeah, this, um, into the ideas and to manifest them. That's so cool. And um, yeah, so yeah, I'm just, I'm thrilled to hear cool. that we're going to have to wrap it up for this session, but um, um, yeah, I don't know. I thank you for, Thank you for showing up and sharing the way that you did. I think it's going to be super helpful for anybody listening to this. I really appreciate you and the work that you're doing. (laughs) Um, Thank you for for sharing. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, thank you so much. Is there, I feel like I've shared a lot. Is there anything else that you wanted to, or is this kind of where you want to, to wrap it up? Yeah, we're going to wrap it up for this, but um, let's just be in touch and you'll get the recording, of course. Awesome. Okay, my dear. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate what you're doing. It's really helpful. Yeah, no, I love it. And um, I'm just, I'm thrilled Um, and I'll be in touch with you very soon. Great. Thank you so (laughs) much, Anna. Bye.